Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Scripture with you standing. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to I want to talk about this subject tonight. Um, I feel like the, the Lord spoke to me and uh, even told me what to label it. And uh, I want to speak on this subject, speaking loudly, yet saying nothing. How many believes you can speak loud and never say a word? Well, I, I plan on proving to you by Scripture that we can do that. Hallelujah. Our Scripture text in James 2 and verse number 14. Amen. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say we, he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? That's, that's quite a statement, quite a question. And then dropping down to verse 17. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Even faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Heavenly Father, thank you tonight for the word. For it's your word that's ever settled in heaven, God. And I'm asking you, Lord, as we have felt your presence already in the midst of us, that you would pour out the anointing tonight. Lord, upon every individual that's sitting under the sounding of my voice, that the minds would be brought together, that the clutter of the day and the cares of life, Lord, that would try, Lord, somehow to separate our minds you would bring it together tonight for the good of your kingdom that the word lord might encourage and strengthen lord tonight god and help them the rest of the week even by the word that's spoken tonight in the name of jesus i need your anointing right now lord amen and amen you can be seated once you look at your neighbor and say we need to speak loud yet say nothing let me just start out with a statement that maybe you should remember in in the kingdom of God actions don't just speak louder than words actions speak while words don't even whisper let me say that again I said, in the kingdom of God, actions don't just speak louder than words. Actions speak while words don't even whisper. Actions tells a lot of times more about a person than what they speak. Amen? Hallelujah. Heartfelt faith will loudly call you when you get up of the morning to your daily duty. Let me say it again. I said heartfelt faith will loudly call you to your duty each day. 
In fact, when you come into the house of God, if you have really got faith in God, that faith will call you to do something in the service. Faith will not let you sit on your seat and do nothing. Amen. Faith will call you to action. It will call you to do something beyond sitting still. Hallelujah. Faith is made visible by its fruits. Real faith will propel you to do something about what you believe. You can say all day that I believe, but until you see something, until it causes you to do something about what you believe, then your faith is dead. Unless there is an action behind your faith, your faith is dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll, it has to propel you to do something or it is not faith. I can say, I believe that Lincoln is going to start. I really believe it. And I can go out there and I can sit beside it all the day and I can say, man, I just know it'll start. But until I stick the key in and turn it, I've not proven my faith at all in that Lincoln. Come on. Come on, church. Oh, I believe God is going to move tonight, Bishop. But you have never, if, until you actually get up and do something, then you have not proven that you believe God is going to do something in this service until I hear something or see something. Because faith calls you to action. It propels you. There is a feeling that if you've got enough faith, you want to do something. Bless God, I seen that car out there, and I believe I can buy that for so many dollars. Well, if you've got enough faith in that, and you really believe that, you're going to go, and if you want that car bad enough, you're going to go and see if they'll take that much money for that car. But it calls you as an action to do something. It propels you to do something. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is the tree that makes the fruit good. Come on now. I said it is the tree that makes the fruit good. It's not the fruit that makes the tree good. So, man, that is the best fruit that I've eaten. Well, look at the tree. It's probably healthy. Come on. That tree is healthy, and therefore the food that come off of it was real good. But you don't go look at a dead tree and say, boy, that fruit was really good. Probably haven't got any on it. I know you by your actions. I know you by the fruits you bear. Come on. It lets me know where your heart is whenever you come into the house of God and you begin to praise and worship God. You can look at somebody and say, hey, I see some fruit on that tree. Come on. Hallelujah. It is already the faith that is in the house has already propelled them to do something about where they're at. Lord, I pray to God that all in you and I, that we get our faith stirred up, that every time that we walk through these doors, that there is an explosion in this place of a move of God. Come on. How many believes it can happen? 
then we still, well, come on, we need to carry this out. When we come in the house of God, we need to worship. I don't care if it's a Wednesday night or a Friday night or a Sunday morning or a Sunday night. There ought not to be any difference in our worship. I know we're tired on Wednesday night, but it don't make God smaller. It just makes him bigger. If I'm tarder, then God's bigger. Man, watch it. I'm already getting out of the teaching mode. Glory. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I don't know about you, but I want the tree to look good. I want it to be healthy. Glory. I'm going to tell you, you can be sicker than a dog and still be a healthy Christian. <laughs> Woo! How many times have you been sick and just called on the name of the Lord and the Lord come down and healed you? Come on, the fevered brow he touched and the fever left. I've seen him do it so many times in our home. You know why? Because we believed it enough to anoint him and pray for him. Come on. Well, I believe the Lord will heal you. Well, then get out your oil bottle. Let's do something about it. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's, it's, it's the condition of the tree that makes good fruit. Man, I, don't, I hope you're grabbing this. I said it's the tree that makes the fruit turn out. It's the condition of the tree. I want you to all have good limbs, you know, hanging out here. I want you to be fit. Yeah, I want you to be fit, fit men and ladies. Yeah, come on. I, I want you to have good legs because I want you to be able to worship. Come on, I don't want you to be, grow weak and weary clapping your hands. I want you to be able to clap. Come on. I want you to be able to jump. Come on. <laughs> have you... I've, I've thought about it a lot. I've prayed it about it a lot, and I pray about it all the time. I pray, Lord, give us a healthy church. And that ain't that I want anybody to die. I want everybody to get revived. What would it be like if we could get everybody in well in our church and have them well for about six weeks? Glory. I wonder, if it, I wonder what would happen in this place if all of you could come in breathing well and no pain. I wonder what you'd act like in the service. I wonder, Sister Jessup, if you could actually come in and not feel no pain in those legs if you couldn't dance a little bit even. Come on, church. Hallelujah. I wonder what it'd be like if we'd come in without this stinking worry on our mind of some little, some problem that, you know, the doctors told you about. Come on now. Tell me that don't affect you. It does. It's part of the stress of life. It's part, can I say, of the cares of life. It's really just life. Each one of us has got our own life to deal with. We've got our problems and our troubles. But I want to tell you something. Our tree can be in good shape. Come on. We don't have to act down. We don't have to act all sorrowful and troubled. Come on. No matter how I'm feeling that I can put a smile on my face and say, Jesus, I was able to get up this morning, put my feet on the floor. You allowed me to sit down and take nourishment at the table. I'm able to come to church tonight. God, everything's all right. Come on. 
Mm, come on. I can even be in pain, but I thank God that I'm able to be in the house of God. Jesus. You know what? We can even speak loud enough through the Holy Ghost that nobody else knows we're sick. That nobody else knows we're in pain. I've seen Dad carry the cane to church and lay it down and shout the glory. Pick up his cane and go back home. Come on. But while he was in the presence of God, honey, he didn't feel any pain. I would to God that we could get something in this house that'd be strong enough to drive away the pain when people walk through the doors and they start saying, I'm ready to worship. I'm ready to feel good. I'm ready to do something. Oh, you think that can happen? Oh, yes, that can happen. Glory. Hallelujah. That's the way God does things. See, see, God is the author. He is the seat of good works. Come on. <laughs> God is the author. He is the heart to the seat. He's good works. Come on. It's, it's the fruit. Christ is the object's. It saves the sinner, bringing him to the Savior, Jesus Christ, and making him Lord of our life. Hallelujah. He's all in all. There is nobody like him. There is none like him. None beside him. None behind him. Come on. None ahead of him. He is the only wise God, our Savior. Hallelujah. Faith and good works go together just like cake and icing. Can't have one without the other. You can give brother, you can give brother Mason a yellow cake, but else it's got chocolate icing on. But if it's got, if it's a yellow cake with chocolate icing on it, it's all right. All right, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Faith must be accompanied by fruits to be real. Mm. In fact, fruits of faith is work. Let me say that again. I said faith must be accompanied by fruits to be real faith. In fact, faith, in fact, fruits of faith is works. Fruits of faith is works. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good notions must be more than in our heads. They must affect our lives and the lives of others around us. Come on. Notions or good works or fruits will not only affect you, but it will affect everybody around you because fruit can be seen. There's something about my wife when she sees a good, a really good peach tree and a nice juicy peach hanging on there that she wants to pick it and eat it. Because she loves fresh peaches. Glory. Come on. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know, but I believe we got some peaches in here, some peach trees. 
I believe we got some fruit on them. And, then, and I'm going to tell you, if we, get, if we get people coming through the doors and they see that peach tree and say, I want some of that. Come on. You know what? When people come in and see us worshiping and praising God, come on. You, you know, the reason they've come here is because they're tired of dead, dry services. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to give them another dead, dry service. <laughs> Oh, sir, when they come in, I want them to see me worship and not just see me, but I want them to see Christ in me. I want them to see the fruit of my faith because I believe that if I've come to the house of God and even I'm feeling a little bad, I've got the feeling that if I'll come in and worship him, I'll go home different than I came. And I'm going to tell you, 99 times out of, of a, come on, of 100, you'll find out that you do feel better if you'll come in and worship God no matter how you feel. You know why? Because you're carrying out actions. It propels you to do something. And people can see faith. Come on. They may not be able to see faith, but they can see, come on. They can see the fruit of faith. Therefore, in a way, I see faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to stir up your thinking. Does your good notions find their way from the head to the heart? And do they find their way from the heart to the hand? Oh, bless God, this is heartfelt. Well, if it's heartfelt, there's going to be something done. Come on. If you're feeling it down in your heart, I'm going to tell you, if you feel it strong enough, Sister Rhonda, even fibromyalgia can't control it because it calls you to do something. There is, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, we've got two young ladies in here that's got fibromyalgia, but I've seen times when the Lord got a hold of fibromyalgia that all at once there was a, a move of God. I, I've seen Sister Rhonda put it in reverse. Come on, she backs up just as good as she goes forward. Come on. I've seen Sister Rhonda, a penrod. I've seen God get a hold of her and turn her every way but loose. You know why? I'm telling you, church, when we begin to worship God, God does something in here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus spoke in Matthew 7 and 20 said, wherefore, by their fruits. Everybody said fruits. Say it again. You notice that's plural. He didn't give each one of you a fruit. You're more than an apple tree, honey. Come on. You've got more than one talent. God's given you more to do than just one thing. Come on, he's got a work for us to do. When you go to work, most of you don't just do one thing all day. Now, maybe some of you do, but most of you, you don't do this one thing. There's usually more than one thing. In, in fact, in this day and hour, that's what they're doing. They're, they're making teamwork. Now, they want you to have all kinds of, of different jobs to do. They want you to be able to do it all. In fact, they're cutting back, you know, now because of all this junk, you know. 
We're getting rid of 73 people at St. Mary's Hospital now, 61 full-time, and we're cutting things. Yet nursing's supposed to be one of the most, you know, everybody get into nursing because there's good jobs to be had, but now this hospital, now they're laying off. Glory. I'm going to tell you, in church, we haven't laid anybody off. I'm sure calling a lot of people to come, but I've never laid anybody off. I've never told them, but we don't need you tonight. Don't come. You stay home. No. I'm saying, come on, come. We need you. Come on. We need prayer together. Come on. Tomorrow night, we need to see this church full of prayer warriors. Because when we began to pray together, Mount Carmel starts being changed. We get enough people in this city praying for the city of Mount Carmel. God can clean this city up. Come on. He can take that terrible spirit that you feel when you drive through this city away. That different ministers that have come, even when we was at Kingsburg, Brother Mason, you remember. Ministers that have drove through this city said, man, that city is wicked. Said, you can feel demonic powers when you, when you drive through it. Come on, church. I'm telling, I'm telling you about a God tonight. If we'll get real in our faith, that it'll call us to prayer and God will change this city. He can move jobs in where there's no jobs. Come on, he, oh yeah, I'm about to get happy here. He can call people from out of town, from hundreds of miles away, to come here to get a job. You're talking crazy, Bishop. Well, I am a little bit crazy, but I'm going to tell you, I've got a God that does the impossible, that does the things that nobody else can do, because he's able. Come on, he can bring factories in this city and make this a place good to live. Come on, he can make this a city that's easy to get saved in. Come on, hallelujah. What are you saying? I'm saying he can change the atmosphere. You know how? By our prayers. If one will put 1,000 to flight and two will put 10,000 to flight and four people filled with the Holy Ghost will put a million devils to flight, tell me that he can't change Mount Carmel of 7,300 people. I'm going to tell you, this church can speak loud and not have to say a word. By our walk with God, by the fruits that we bear. By, yeah, well, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Hallelujah, Jesus. The absence of good works doesn't indicate that we're sloppy Christians. It indicates that we aren't Christians at all. I'm going to say that again. Because I want us to take it seriously. I said the absence of good works doesn't indicate that we're sloppy Christians. It indicates that we're not Christians. Come on. I've seen sloppy Christians. I've seen those that claim to be Christians. They're sloppy Christians. Hallelujah. Some things have to change on the outside before others can see our faith. And I'm not talking about clothing.
even though it can say something. Your clothing says something about you. You know. You can usually tell if a man's looking for a woman or a woman's looking for a man by the clothes they wear. And else you're a Christian, and then it don't speak like that, but it does know it, it lets you. I'm telling you, just your outside appearance and just how you speak, what you speak, where you go, tells a lot about you. Man. I'm talking about your actions, how you speak, your kindness, how kind you are to people. That means a lot. That'll make people want to come back to First Apostolic Church if you're kind to them. No matter how they come in, what they look like, because they're not always going to look pretty when they come through these doors. They may not dress the best because they may not have clothes to dress. But I'm going to tell you one thing we're required to do, and that's to treat them with kindness. <laughs> kindness will make them want to come back. And they'll want to invite somebody. Glory. Hallelujah. What you talk about. Whether you tell dirty jokes or not. Off color. All of those things say something about you. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to tell you, and I, you can't always tell the outside of a person. What they dress like, and else they say something, else you see kindness, and else you see the love of God. You can't always tell because I've seen them, I'm sorry. And, and, and I'm going to say ladies because it's the big difference we see, it seems like. But I'm going to tell you, I've seen them with sleeves down to here. their collar up to here and their hair down to here and a tongue to match come on a lot of times how we speak and the kindness of our voice and our love people seize the fruits that we bear by our actions Actions speak louder than words. And a lot of times words don't even whisper. Never say a word. But your actions will. People will tell a lot about you, but the way you act. No matter how... If I go to a restaurant and a waiter don't wait on me just like I think they should, when I leave, I still leave 15% tip. And I'm not going to be mean to them. I'm going to treat them with kindness because kindness will win. In fact, I'll probably pull one of them little cards out that invites, you know, that tells them when our services is, and I'll lay that down on the table and let them pick that up. They may have a reason to be grouchy. Come on. You don't know what kind of life they've got. 
Don't give them a hard time. Give them Jesus. Give them kindness. Come on. Give them some compassion. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. We've got a saying around this church. I want to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. I want that to be the purpose in this church because it's about winning souls. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's about restoration, seeing people restored and renewed. It's not running them in the ground for where they're at, but it's trying to pick them up out of them. Come on. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I, I, I've, got, I've got some family that's right in the edge of the fire, and I want to pick them out. I don't want to leave them in there. You've got some there. I don't want to leave them there. My desire is to pick them out of that fire. I don't want to see them go to hell. I want to see them to come to church. I'm sorry when they come through the doors and they don't look like Christians and they probably aren't anymore. Don't make fun of what they got on. Don't talk about what they've got on. Just thank God that they've walked through the church house doors. I'm just glad you're here. I don't care how you come. I want you to go home different than you came. My Lord, I'm about to get excited here. Oh, oh. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If we, could just, if we could just get our demeanor all straightened out and be Christians, Christ-like. Come on. If I could just keep the door of my mouth, Brother Jerry, by the help of the Lord. Come on now. Somebody stay with me. I, I know none of you's ever spoken out of turn, have you? If you haven't, I have. We've all sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. And it's usually after that, you know, you say, I wish I hadn't said a word. I've been better off keeping my mouth shut. Yeah, that's right. You'd have been better off show off your fruit. Let me see your apples and your oranges and your pears and the bananas that's all ripe and look pretty. And You've been better off giving them a smile and went on. I wonder how many we've run out the door with our long face and our comments. It got back to them. You may not have said it directly to them, but it got back to them. I'm talking about fruits, church, that speak loudly, yet you don't have to say a word. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Lord, I need you. Oh, Jesus. James 2.18 says, Yea, a man say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Shew me thy faith without thy works, and I will shew thee my faith by my works. Letting us know that there is no way really to have faith without works. 
they go together. Come on now. You, you know, there is just some foods that go together. That it's not right to just eat them alone. I don't, I don't know very many of you that just want to get the ketchup out and just eat ketchup. Not many of you that want to eat mustard, that's all. Now, I don't, I don't know many, very many people like that. I, you know, you, you, I, I don't know very many. I've not heard anybody taking to party ketchup sandwiches. It's just not very appetizing, you know. Now, ketchup and potato chips, now that's another thing. I know I see some of you don't eat them. But when we were, when we were raising our kids, Sister McGee, you know, I saw our onion dip and stuff like that. It's too high, but we could take that ketchup. It's pretty cheap. We poured out, and the kids dipped that in ketchup, and it's just as good as sour cream and onion dip. If you can't get it, honey, it's good. Try it sometime. That's, that's good stuff. It's it's so good. It's so good. Sister McGee puts potato chips on a sandwich with meat, of course. Come on, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. I'll show you my faith by my works. I gotta have some works. It takes action. Brother Heath, you can't work without moving something. Even Sister Jenny can't work without moving something. I guarantee you there's this going on something. My girl can talk, she can talk. But I'm glad she's who she is, and I'm glad she's here. And I'm going to tell you, I've been around her a while, and I've been at the hospital setting, you know, before surgeries and things. And I'm going to tell you one thing. There is fruit that comes from her mouth, and it's not bad fruit. I, I, I watched her mom, I think, was it going through surgery? Going through surgery, and she's standing there by the bedside, and she's telling mama how good... Mama, you ought to have been there the other night and seen Mariah get filled with the Holy Ghost. Said, That's the sweetest thing you ever seen. A little old girl and all once she's speaking in tongues. She's telling Mama there was fruits coming from it. She hadn't received it yet, but she had a desire for it. Come on, church. Oh, Lord God, give us a desire for some things. I don't know about you, but I felt pretty good when Brother Mike was up here telling what God had done for Sister Brenda. And I don't believe he's through with Sister Brenda yet. He's not through with the Trout family. In fact, I believe there's some people in here that God's not through with yet. He still wants to do something great in your life. Oh, hallelujah. My Lord, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. Some of you don't have it yet, and God wants to fill you. The owner says, 
that tree's not doing any good. Let's just dig it up and get rid of it. And he said, no, you give me some time to dung around it. Glory. Ha, ha, ha. Woo. Give me a, come on, give me a little time to fertilize that tree. Come on. Oh, glory. I'm going to tell you. There may be some in here you feel like there's no fruit coming from your tree at all. I'm going to tell you, give us some time to dung around the tree a little bit. Come on. Oh, yeah, come on now. Hallelujah. Hmm, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory. Sister McGee and I listens to a I won't say an early morning show. It's, it's, it's not that early. It's 8 o'clock. But we'll, we'll sit down and watch it on Friday morning. There'll be a gardener coming on there. Old garden guy, Charlie, will come on there. We've been, we've been learning how to, what, how to get our plants to grow and do better. You know, you're having trouble with your flowers blooming and stuff. Just dig you trench around it put some absent salts in it cover it up and it'll it'll force the roses to bud and come on we've been learning some things hallelujah we're being taught oh glory you know what if we could get rid of some of the junk in church and get some fruit popping out before you know it this church wouldn't even look the same because I'm not talking about you. That Yeah, it'll, it'll change you too. But I'm going to tell you, it would change the atmosphere on the outside of this church and people say, I want to go down there and visit. Brother Freddie, i got to take us back to the first church. It was not advertisement that brought that church a full house. But it was people like Mike Penrod that brought his son down there, and they sat back there and laughed their heads off because I'd never seen Paulie like this before. I'm seeing a different side of him. And they sat back there, and before long, he was doing a curly shuffle. You know why? Because he got so close to it that it got off on him. If we could just get some people in the door and let a move of God take place in here, before long this church would be full. It was by word of mouth that God filled the church up. It wasn't because, and thank God we got him now, but it wasn't because at first we had a brother and sister Mason there Because we went through a time when they were married and wasn't living around here and there was no musician. I, I and my son and my daughter, daughter was it. That was all there was, the music. It wasn't the music that drew the people. It wasn't our beautiful singing. You've heard me, so you already know that. It wasn't the beautiful singing. But what it was, Brother Freddie, was the presence of God was in the house. And people come to see what was going on. They said, you got to go to church with me. I'm telling you, that, that place just rocks when you get in. Yes, sir, without ever a song being sung, come on. Seven people, one right after another, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, didn't even have a song. Never even started. That's the way we started service, Brother Mike. 
with somebody saying, hey, I want the Holy Ghost. And before that end of that service that night, seven people had received the Holy Ghost, and one was a 76-year-old man sitting on the back with heart problems. The doctor told him not to get excited. He was excited. He couldn't even get to to the altar. He just got filled with the Holy Ghost in the back seat. Come on, church. I'm talking about fruits. If we as a church will bear fruits, I guarantee you this church will run over. I know that. Oh, Bishop, you've gone out on a limb now. I wish somebody would go out there with me. Come on. If we could just realize that all of those things change when we start to pray. When we start to worship God, come on. When we start witnessing to people, you say, well, I can't, well, I can't witness. I'm going to tell you. You know who makes the best witnesses? It's those that haven't even been in very long. They've, it's people like Jenny that wish that they're good. They're good at witnessing. Oh, man. You know why? Because in people's own simple way, they just tell them what God done for them. They say, Really? Really? That happened? Yeah. It's fruits, people. We need to bear fruit in this church. Come on. Fruits of worship. Fruits of praise. Come on. Fruits of prayer. Yes, sir. Come on, we shouldn't have to tell somebody on Thursday night, the third Thursday night, that this is a power hour. Man, you all know when we get together, it's power hour. It ought to be a power hour. Every time we walk through these doors, there ought to be a move of God. If we really seek God in the prayer room, when we come out here, it'll show. It'll propel you to do something. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll show you my faith by the good works. <laughs> Glory. James 2.26. For as the body without the spirit is dead. Let me read that again. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also when the spirit departs from the body you bury him sir we put them in the ground we cover them up they're dead so I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna I'm just going to explain to you this way faith without works belongs six feet under it's no good. It's dead. Come on. If nobody, can, if nobody can witness any fruit, any works, then it's the same as you don't have any faith. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you can be saved. You're saved by faith through works. That's got to be both. You can't have one or the other. They partner. Works and faith partner. If you've got faith, you'll do the works. If you've got works, you've already got faith. 
Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus shows us in the parable of the sower that it's not enough to receive the word and sprout a little shoot. Catch me. I said, in the parable of the sower, he shows us that it's not right just to sprout a little sprout. Sister McGee and I transplanted a bunch of things here a while back. We've done a bunch of separating our hostesses. Was, we started pulling pieces off there, and I don't know. Not, we haven't lost none of them yet. I'm not saying we won't. But you know what? Most of them that I've looked at, and we've been watering them, trying to water them every day, but I've noticed something, that there's new sprouts coming up. Sister McGee Jr., we had put her one in a great big old pot so she could re replant it, and it's been over, I don't know how for long now, in, in that pot. And she, 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 she said, Mom, said, look at this thing. So I think it's dead. So it will be if you keep it in that pot. They're not a potted plant. Sister McGee went over and looked at it. She said, no, no, dear. Said, you better take a look. Said, look, there's new sprouts coming out of that thing. Said, you need to just keep watering it. And you really needed to get it in the ground. It's still sitting on the porch, y'all. Bible talks about putting the seed in the ground. You know, there's some there's some seeds it's not potted plants. You can't just grow them in the pot. They need more room, more roots, no more room. Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of times we think there is there the person is lifeless. Come on now, I I am sorry. Let, let, I'm I'm gonna sit down and talk to you a little bit. I want to tell you something. How many times have you you've already you know, somebody has slipped out of church, and you said, well, they're backslid. I knew it was going to happen. I've watched them. Yeah, they're backslid. I wish you wouldn't say that. I have watched some of those backsliders as you talk about. Sister Rhonda, I have watched them come in the church doors. I, I, I'm gonna use her. I'm gonna I'm gonna use Sister Sarah. I'm gonna use Sarah. I remember so many times of little Sarah coming in the door, sitting on that second pew. But the other uh, a week or so ago, when Pastor was preaching, I looked over there and there was tears flowing down face while he was preaching. Well, bless God, they're out in the world. They may not be living right, but I'm going to tell you there is a spark down there that all it needs is lit. Come on, church. Don't give up on somebody because they've walked out the door. That don't mean they're dead, honey. All they need is one little old something to bring, little spirit of God to bring them back to life. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. We give up too quick. Never see them again. No, I'm not going to say that. No, sir. I come on. I've I've told people. I said, don't discredit them. Every time they come in the door, there is a brand new chance that God is going to revive and renew again. Come on. I'm just glad they're here. 
I don't care what they look like. God just get a hold of them. We could show them some fruits. They may not even want to leave. If we could show them our love, come on. If they could just see the love that we've got for them. Come on now. Come on. If you, if you could just quit talking about them, come on. And, and tell them how much you love them. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. I'm, my, I'm getting, oh, hallelujah. Woo. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Jesus. I got a daughter that comes back here and sits with the guy. You don't even got an idea what God's doing. Well, she slipped out of church. Let's say she's just not doing what she ought to fully. But Brother Mason, I look back there in the morning, she had her hand up worshiping God. Sister Sheila, you and Sister Angie, he's a Catholic. Guess what? He's so interested now. He's been reading up on apostolics on the Internet. Hey, he's figuring it out. He was here one morning, and I don't remember who gave a message, a sister Don or somebody, and somebody come along and give an interpretation. And after church, he said, I think I'm about to get this, some of this figured out. He said, that was tongues, and the other one give interpretation what they saying. Nobody told him. Come on, church. I'm talking about fruits. We need to bear fruits in this hour. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. I'm, I'm excited anyway. Praise the Lord. Because I think of all the people in this city, Brother Freddie, that needs the truth. I'm not saying they don't have anything. No, sir. No way. In fact, when I pray, you know how I pray? I pray, God, even these pastors that don't even understand it all, I'm saying, God, you fill their pulpit this morning with a brand new anointing. Let them feel something they've never felt when they preach. Let them feel the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost. And they think, man, what was that that come in here? God, if we could get them so interested in that. I wondered what had happened in this place. Pastor Gary Underwood and I have sat and exchanged talk back and forth. You know, the first thing he asked me, one of the first things he asked me, he said, I want to know, are you the old line Pentecost or the new? I said, buddy, I'm the old. He said, I thought so. How did he know that? Come on. How did he know that? Why? Because we've been there for Sister Alexis' grandma, and we've prayed together. I, I won't forget this. Wabash General Hospital, I went out there, and she was there. Nobody else was there yet, and I prayed, and we left. And I was told this. I think Sister Angie might have told me this. Brother Gary Underwood worked in, walked in to pray for her, and she said, it's all right, Pastor McGee's done beer, and I'm all right. 
She wasn't downing him. She loved Brother Gary Underwood to death. And I love him to death, too. He's a fine man. In fact, he made this statement in their church. Let's all get sensitive about the Holy Ghost. I want whatever he's got for us. Oh, man, when you get the open door like that, watch out. Oh, come on. You know why? Because there's fruits barren in this city. It might have been barren for a while, but I'm telling you, there's fruits in this city right now that are growing. And you need not to shut it down when you come to church and quit bearing your fruit. Come on. You need to worship more now than you. Come on. We're in a bigger city. We need to worship more now than we've ever worshiped in Kingsburg. God, we need to let this thing out the church doors. It don't need to stay inside here. We need to take it to work with us, Brother Mason. Come on. We need to take this thing on the outside of the door. Oh, Jesus. And I didn't even, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying not to get long-winded here. Glory. Hallelujah. See, we're not to sprout just a little shoot. The Lord wants to see a crop. Oh, ho. Ooh, glory. Oh, my goodness, wasn't Sunday just great? I don't know, but I was glad to see two baptized in the lovely name of Jesus. This little guy over here was real. <laughs> Brother Freddie had him in his arms. He was shaking all over, and it wasn't because he was scared. He told Mama just a little later, and I said, man, I feel better. I feel so good. Come on. Come on, church. I'm talking about fruits. He'd watched it long enough till he wanted it himself. I wonder if we could get our family so excited that they want what you and I've got. Oh, hallelujah. Let's bear some fruit that they'll want it. Bless God, I want it, but I can't get it. Maybe you're trying too hard. When Jenny just kind of didn't worry about it, come up and praying for Sister Brenda, the Lord fills her. Lord. And usually there's a reason why you ain't get it. You're not getting it. There's, there's something in your way. There's some little old something. And I don't have to tell you what that something is. You could kind of sit down and probably think about it and think, well, let's see. I probably need to get rid of that. I probably need not to do that. And it's not always big things. Some it's just little old simple little old things that don't amount to nothing. But it's separating you from the Holy Ghost power. But if we, oh now I'm going to put the butt in there, I'm sorry. But if we as Christians would bear fruit. Those people that don't have it would have it for long. You know what the only difference between this church and the first church is? Is because we would not allow people to go without the Holy Ghost very long. 
You know why? Because we was there an hour before church seeking that God would do something in the service. And the Lord heard that prayer. There was fruits at Barron, so the Lord said, because you're praying, I'm going to do it. And now if we go in and pray five, ten minutes, that's long enough. But before we started church, we come out of the prayer room and started church. And sometimes church was started before you got out of the prayer room. Come on now. I'm trying to excite something within us. I don't know about you, but I want all of my enthusiasm back. I'm sorry. I want all of it back. I want, I, come on, I'm tired of negative thoughts and negative talk. I want all of my enthusiasm back. When I know that I know that I know that God can do it, why do I take no for an answer from the devil? I say, well, I believe. Well, the Bible said the devil believes and trembles, but he still tastes the devil. You let me say that again. I said it says that if the devil believes and trembles, but he stays the devil, he's not changed. You can say I believe all I want to, but until you put some actions with your believing, honey, you're going to sit right where you're at, and there's not going to be any change in your life because it's not real faith, and else you're doing something about where you're at. Oh, well, I got to hurry up. Hallelujah. The Lord wants us to produce a crop. Everybody said a crop. Not a few beans. He wants a crop. Some 30, some 60, and some 100. Luke 8, 8, and I'm closing. And other fell on good ground. Everybody said good ground. And sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. Now, if you'll look, and I, I, I picked this one out because if you'll notice this same parable of the sower, in Matthew and Mark it says 30, 60, and 100. But I picked this one out because it leaves that out. I like what Mark done. He said, bear fruit a hundredfold. He left the 30 and the 60 out. Come on. In other words, I think we're supposed to put everything we've got into it. I, I'm not saying that 30-fold and 60-fold is not good, but 100-fold is a lot better. Anybody in here feels like you're living for the Lord as much as you can? You're doing everything you can. How many is in here feels like you're doing a 60-fold? The truth is, I wonder what happened to this church if we'd even do a 30-fold. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm going to get down here where we live a little bit. If we could do a 30-fold, Brother Mason, I believe we'd see 30% increase. I'm going to tell you, I don't know where anybody, have, any of you has read the witness that come this month. Our superintendent from Louisiana, Louisiana was in there, Brother Martin, our general chairman of the assemblies. He's got a church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
he tells a story about a young lady in his church that received the Holy Ghost, was baptized in Jesus' name, and she began to take her testimony to the Internet, to Facebook, whatever. And before it was all over, there was 24 people that drove from different states that come to his state, and he baptized 24 people because of one little girl in the Holy Ghost, and 12 of them received the Holy Ghost coming out of the tank. And he said it was so awesome that they just found out that there's another group heading, heading that way. I'm talking people from Massachusetts, Oregon, you name it, all over. We didn't go to his church, but because of one little girl, they wanted to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost where she was. Now there's another group coming. He showed them. They're, they're in the cat. They're in the book. Great thing. You know why? Because somebody bore some fruit. Brother Mason, you can come. You and Sister Mason. Sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears, let him hear. I want you to know tonight that we can speak loudly and not even say a word. We need to get a hold of the horns of the altar and say, Lord, I want to affect somebody. I don't know about you. I am tired, Brother Keith, of being affected by satanic forces. I'm tired of being affected by the enemy and the devil. Every day he's at work and you're in my life trying to affect our walk with God. I would like to see, I'm telling you, as bishop of this church, I would like to see in this church, instead of Satan affecting us, that we would affect his kingdom. God, I want to affect somebody. I want them to realize, Sister Rhonda, that all hope is not gone for our families. That all they need is to get in the presence of God. That all they need is to get around a good tree, a tree that's got good fruit. And honey, they'll be wanting to eat. I've watched, watched that little redhead. I've watched her sit over there and I've watched the tongues. She starts speaking in tongues. I've watched my daughter back there. I've watched the hands raised and the tongues begin to come forth. Honey, they're not dead. There's been a lot of water poured on the fire, but they're not dead. Come on. I'm going to tell you, there is the enemy in Mount Carmel that's trying to put out your fire. But I want you to know that in the face of the enemy, we can build a bigger fire than we've ever had before. And we can see more miracles, signs, and wonders than we've ever seen before. If we'll just grab a hold of faith and we'll start putting the works, putting legs on your faith, doing something about what you believe. those family members that you thought would never come in thank you brother Mike and sister Brenda that you are
time after time standing in for Kevin Linson. You know why? Because any time through this, God can change the whole course of time. Stand with me tonight. This altar is open. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.